Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. I'm here with Cassandra Beard-Dozier. And Cassandra, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your role at your organization? Sure. I am an AVP in finance for Providence. And in my area, it's called system enablement. So my job is to make sure that finance gets what it needs from IT, right? And I'm over decision support and analytics, cost accounting, benchmarking, productivity. I govern our finance master data and um, I'm chart of our chart of accounts governance processes. And then I make sure that again, when we engage with IT, that they're delivering the data in the way that we need at the right time. Awesome. Thanks for that introduction. Cassandra, when you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most and why? Um, obviously, we have a strong digital innovation team, and again, they presented yesterday uh, in one of the sessions, and one of the things that's exciting is that they are trying to capture information from our patients to help us build and plan and strategize for the future, because in order to develop plans that help our communities, we have to know what the patients are doing, our communities are doing, the information they need, and then meet them where they're at. And so really getting to that consumer-driven patient-centric care that is missing. Most healthcare systems are still very provider-centric, coming up with solutions that were still in the 1980s. And, you know, this is how you really leap forward and make lasting change that we know um, some of the other big companies that are going to come forward with and and disrupt healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of touched on it a little bit um, about, you know, what needs to be the priority. Um, But at your organization, what is, can you dive a little bit deeper on that priority and like, what are the issues that you're trying to solve? So an organization of our size has a lot of issues, a lot of, I'm going to kind of focus on the finance ones because I know those well, obviously there's significant improvements in many things that our IT area is doing in our organization. Um, um, Great leadership there. So one of our areas, things we're really working on is leveraging the large amount of data that we have to build KPIs, strategies that can help us deliver clear, concise, and good outcomes in financial growth, right? So the biggest thing uh, we're looking at is obviously we have um, EPIC in all our hospitals. We have a new ERP that is standard across the system. Um, Those technologies help us leverage plan and do amazing things. But what's key about that is that we now have the ability to adjust um, with tons of data and information. Um, And so for me, it's leveraging that data to then build um, predictive modeling. And so all our insurance companies, everyone that we engage with is using our data against us. And yet we're just too busy providing care to do the same. And so how do we aggregate, store that information so we can quickly make decisions and react and then leverage that information to impact government affairs? 
and then actually make a lasting impact in healthcare. Some of our leaders, their strategy was initially be big enough to be able to make change. And I think we're definitely achieving that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's a really interesting perspective. What is one piece of advice you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? I think the biggest piece is, again, focusing on the consumer, focus on the patient. You don't have to do a big marketing survey to ask a patient what we want. We are all patients. And, you know, be true to yourself. What do you want? Are the experiences that you are um, going through at your health system truly what you would want? And, you know, we know healthcare, we know delivery, so we accept the flaws of healthcare delivery. And that's the fundamental it's so discouraging. We need to improve it and we need to start with what would we want? Use those strategies to make change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's some really good advice. Could you provide examples of specific instances where the integration of informatic solutions led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication or any other benefits you'd like to share? Obviously having Epic everywhere um, and having um, those patient portals with my charts and having strategic KPIs to make sure that we do have people using those, um, you know, using my chart. Um, and so that improves that patient and provider um, and improves the quality of care for our patients. But not only that, we, we're requiring new um, clinics and health systems all the time. And when we acquire them, we bring in their historical electronic data, get that into our system. So then the providers, when they are making decisions with the patients, have a full assembly of data in the background instead of just starting over because that new clinic became on board in our company. That's huge. And then integrating all of our partners, making sure that the data gets into our system and things aren't fragmented. So, you know, it's doing what you're supposed to. You hear all these other large health systems still struggling to do this and we've already been there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um with all the data that you have, how do you kind of decide what's in what's the most important for the clinician to see to be able to help the patient? What, you know, does the patient need to see of their right. data? How do you decide that? You know, obviously having strong physician partnership and leadership, and we have some brilliant minds, um, clinical leaders in our IT space too. So, you know, just fundamentally good strategies, good leadership is essential. Um, And this, you know, being people of Providence with a cooperative nature, um, working together, um, and then being a not-for-profit, you have that ability to partner and talk to other healthcare organizations and do significant um, reaching out and getting information without, you know, having to blur the lines or worry about, oh, it's competition. Yeah. Right. And I think that's important because in healthcare, it's about your communities. It's not about, you know, just the bottom line. The bottom line is just how we have the capital to invest in our communities. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, thanks for going off of my uh, bonus question. Uh, (laughs) So moving on five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations? How should leaders prepare? Yeah, I think, again, if, if we can actually make some true progress in government affairs and, you know, to me, there's my wish list of things that we should change about healthcare. And one of those is, I'll, I'll say, if we could stop having PCPs own patients and have patients tied to health systems and have a care team. And then if we could stop credentialing individual providers and then say, hey, how about instead the health system is responsible for the credentialing and making sure that that provider is up to par, that could save healthcare so much money 
and not having to do all this extra work for credentialing every state, every U.S., every single payer, it would be so huge. So why aren't we coming up with these ideas to make the, help the government understand why some of the rules and regulations that they're putting in place are limiting our ability to serve our communities? But layering on that, then how do we improve standing orders so that instead of having to go to a doctor and say, my knee hurts, we all know you're going to get an image. We all know you're going to get certain tests. Why weren't those standing orders in place so that we can have operational efficiencies for those patients to then get that step up front if they say they have certain symptoms and then we could leverage that. So I don't know if that can happen in the next five years, but those types of ideas of really changing healthcare delivery could significantly enhance the patient experience. I really like those ideas. They're unique. I haven't heard right. them a lot today. I know. I, and actually, I mean, I have probably like 10. <laughs> I'm like, you know, if we could do these things, it would solve everything, you know, yeah. right? And, and there's so much that we could do. And if we could just show the data for that and, and the way we're getting reimbursed for providing primary care is probably one of the most fundamental um, failures of our healthcare delivery and probably to me, almost criminal. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And so how do we leverage and explain that to the government? We have the data to prove we can't even afford to pay the doctors and medical assistants that are providing care to our patients. And how is that okay? Yeah. You know, it's fixed. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it's things like this where we know there's a problem. How do we come together, partner, and make improvements? Yeah, and really focusing on that to make yeah. it happen. Well, Cassandra, thank you so much for spending <laughs> yeah. a little time with me today. Is there anything else our listeners should know? Um, again, I think it's, you know, how do we really get to improve patient care and the delivery and the experience? And the biggest problem is providers think that patients want more access, more services, and if Many of us, you know, if you look at the different generations, most of them, I don't want to go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do to design a healthcare system where I don't have to go see yeah. a doctor? Preventative care. It's it's just not, it's management, you yeah. know, and we have all this data. We have these wearable device. We have all these things that there is actually no reason besides having to um, get basic vitals. And again, if we streamlined, fix that, we could just have little vital stations anywhere and it could integrate into our yeah. system. I mean- and we don't have enough medical schools. We don't have enough nursing programs. So if we don't fundamentally change and leverage technology, we're going to continue to, you know, have bad outcomes. Well, I'm really excited to see <laughs> the impact that you have. You have um, some really great ideas. Thanks. Thank you so much for spending the time yeah. with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.